We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A-style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. 21 Questions begins now. It's 21 Questions here on KC Sports Network. Thank you all so much for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Leave a five-star review if you're listening. I'm here with my buddy Joel Penfield. About to answer a bunch of the questions from the KCSN Substack Discord. Joel, how are we? I'm doing pretty great. We just finished up watching uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just absolutely bop Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on the golf course. Oh, well, they drank, I don't know, about triple what Steph and Clay did, and they still just beat the crap out of him. It was amazing. It's just, it's weird, uh, you know, when when Patrick Mahomes goes up against the Bay Area in big moments, uh, he seems to have the best best of them so and uh, hey and i i won i won a few bucks on it too because uh, i grabbed uh mahomes kelsey after the first hole plus 290 and by the fourth hole they were minus 1800 so won a few dollars watched uh the greatest athlete ever just find another sport to uh just be really good in for no for no reason and it would it would have been funny for like kansas city like in such a low stakes environment to bet against patrick mahomes just to see what it felt like <laughs> I you couldn't know, do it. I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't, but you no, know, I, uh, it could, cannot relate. Thanks. Thanks everybody that asked questions though. If you want to ask questions, uh, just subscribe to the KCSN Substack. I think it's $30 a, a year. You get access to the premium content at KC sports network. That's a lot of the, you know, film breakdowns and some of the premium articles that we have there on the Substack. but you also get access to the KCSN discord, which is a thriving, growing, absolutely great uh community of, of Chiefs fans the kcsn discord and we asked the questions or we, we asked for questions there that's where we get them and it is a lot of fun so make sure you're not missing out on that brandon w asks what is the best answer to the kcsn hot take tweet if you haven't seen it uh we asked on kc sports tank what 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 hot take would result in just everyone freaking out and going up in arms. Um, See, do you have like, one? 
Uh, well, I agree with Tucker. I don't know if you saw Tucker's tweet that was like a lot of people were mistaking hot takes for bad takes. Yeah, there's I I'm I, I appreciate all of our supporters. There are some rough ones in there, y'all. Like not even like hot. They're just not great. Um, I don't know if you can consider it a hot take, but I I think I agree. I think red on red is overrated. I agree. I don't. Yeah. I I I I've kind of come. I've kind of come down on the red on red. I actually have a hot take. I think that I don't. I think the classic Chiefs jersey look needs a refresh. I I, so, I mean, it's, it's not just the red on red. It's just like I think I think this, I think this this team needs a, a little bit of a jersey refresh. But I don't know how you do it. I don't I don't know. I don't think you do it until there's like a down year, if there ever is. Like my theory. So here is my theory. Like, and this is my theory across all sports. The only teams that do jersey refreshes and rebrand are bad teams that need to distract their fans in the offseason. Think about who's done jersey refreshes the last uh. few years. The Bengals before they got good. The Patriots after Brady left. The Cardinals just did it. Uh, Nick, Nick, our producer. You the, know, Falcons, the Falcons, yes. Good point. And you can look at to baseball, too. Like any sport, if you see a team go, we're dropping a refresh this offseason. It means you had a terrible year and you're trying to distract your fans. Grayson Jaspers. Does the linebacker depth that the Chiefs brought in uh, an undrafted free agency sway your opinion at all when it comes to trading Willie Gay? I don't think the Chiefs should trade Willie Gay. I don't think they're going to get a ton of value for Willie Gay on a one-year deal. I think teams would be asking questions why you're trading Willie Gay at this point. So I don't think they should do it. Um, I do think that there are some very interesting undrafted free agent talents. Um, Isaiah Moore and Cam Jones, I think, both have a chance to supplant um, Jack Conkren. So uh, they're yeah. both, I think they both provide some value as a linebacker and have the same kind of special teams value. So I don't, I don't think there's anything that's, I, I think Willie Gay is going to stay on the chiefs. It's going to be interesting to see his role though this season for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Drew Tranquil is coming in and seems like he's going to take a lot of those reps. So I guess it's a matter of do the two UDFA guys provide value that Willie Gay doesn't have. Like it's, it's kind of a weird spot, but I think Willie Gay just, this is his fourth year. Even if though his role may be diminished, I think he still provides more value than than the other two guys do. Mike Denny asks, any action you hope to see from the Chiefs before training camp? You got anything, Joel? D-Hop's still sitting out there. <laughs> and if he wanted to go to the Titans and the Patriots, he would have signed by now. Yep. I agree. I agree. So I if they if they free up money with a Chris Jones extension, then I think you because I I D hop is sitting there just praying that a good quarterback from a team calls him up and goes, come play for us. Cause I don't think he wants to go play with Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill slash Will Levis slash Malik Willis. Yeah. I D hop. Yeah. At the right price D hop outside of that, like honestly, if the chief, I don't want to see any moves because that means the chiefs really like what they have at defensive end, for instance. Yeah. Um, that means they like BJ Thompson. They like that. They're seeing out of Felix and DK Zama. So like, if they're not grabbing a D end, like that means they're, you know, like they they like what they see out of this this edge group, this rookie class. So I don't know if there's a ton of big moves I really want to see him make. Honestly, yeah. I'd get a Chris Jones deal done. Like that's it. I mean, that's that's really it. Um, Christian Gumminger, our guy, asks who from KCSN do you trust to make you dinner? Oh, I like this question. I Craig. have one. Yep, it's Craig. It's Craig. Um. Craig would probably show off a little bit too. 
So you'd probably get a cuisine that is a little bit like maybe, you know, Hey, we're going Ethiopian today. Like he's going to try (laughs) to go a little bit off the beaten path of like, you know, your, your traditional fare. Craig, Craig can cook a little bit. Um, I will just tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not claiming like, I mean, my, my skill sets narrow, but like, I got a few things. I got a few things that are that are that are pretty popular. You, you I wish go crazy on the smoker a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's the smoker. I'm actually I'm doing a brisket this weekend, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I got a I uh, I primed a brisket. Now the funny thing is, what I do is I'd sign Chief Bearcat to a one day contract at KCSN. Oh, oh yeah. Because like I mean he's he's done a he's done a good job of guiding me on on my cooks and stuff. So, uh, he's, he's been a big help, but Craig, Craig, Craig can, Craig can steer you right. Uh, Grayson Jaspers, who from KCSN would you not let babysit your kids and you can't say Tucker? Man, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Maddie. Cause I'm afraid that he'll put him to my kid, my kid to work on the farm. <laughs> uh, Get I don't bail know. Hay or something. I don't know. Uh, I love Jordy foot, but Jordy's just, <laughs> Jordy's a kid, man. He doesn't have kids yet. So like, there's that, uh, my guy B turn. Oh <laughs> no. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. My guy. I don't know. I don't know. B turn. I don't know if B turns babysat a kid before I'm going to find out. I guess, and this is not a shot at them, but just any of the three mall guys, just cause I don't need my kid getting indoctrinated with K state crap. <laughs> so yeah, I Colt- guess I can't do it. Cole lives like a neighborhood across the street from me. And like, he's totally indoctrinating his kid, of course, in K-State. Oh, so like, course. I see that I'll see, I'll see Cole. Uh, I'll see Cole, like dropping his kid off at uh, our, because our kids go to the same school. So I'll see. And like his kids always decked out in K-State stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep him away from that. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta pat that down a little bit, obviously. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Um, Julian K ten ten with rice. This is this is specifically for you, Joel. I think. Will the Royals ever be good again? Yes. Let's like guys. I actually no, Joel. Joel, I need to hear this. Let's hear it. Like, they're not going to be this bad forever. Like, the the Diamondbacks were horrific three years ago. They're good now. Like the Rays were terrible right around that first year of Kevin Cash. They're fine now. The Rangers were horrific two years ago. They're good now. Like, it teams do not stay down like this forever. Like, is it going to take a little longer than we thought? Yes. But I think the right people are in place in the organization to help turn things around. Like, I, I do, I know that people already want Quatrero's head on a pike, and I think y'all are idiots for it because I think he's the right guy for the job. I think JJ's done a really good job over the last few months. And I think they've done a great job on the development side, changing a lot of the philosophies from the previous regime. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you off the hook yet. I want to know why. Like, what are the things that? What are the indicators for this organization that are getting you optimistic? We'll start with like. We'll start with with JJ. I and like I'm not criticizing JJ. Like I'm not like I'm no. not ready to move on from JJ. Let me let me set the record straight when I say this. I think it's too early early on JJ. I think it's too early on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is it about JJ the last couple of months that gives you optimism? Dayton Moore would not have DFA'd Hunter Dozier. Dayton Moore would not have traded Alberto Mondesi. Dayton Moore would not have cut bait with Ryan O'Hearn. 
date more pro or probably uh what was the most recent move crap i just lost it um honestly a lot of it is on the development side too like that's the main thing jj i don't know if y'all knew but when jj was the like a special assistant to the gm like right below dayton he oversaw the stuff on the hitting side like he was the main reason why they brought in drew sailor and they completely overhauled everything and they've helped do that on the pitching side now with uh, Brian Sweeney, Zach Bove, and they've completely overhauled that. And you're seeing significant improvement at the lower levels with guys that like are a part of the future of the organization, like Mazzucato, Kuderna, Chandler Champlain, uh, Shane Panzini. These guys are all made ridiculous improvements in just one year. Like it's sometimes it is just that simple, but I think it's little things like that. It's being a little more transactional, being willing to just, even though it may not lead to a bunch of wins right now, but just pushing the chips into the middle of the table and going young guys sink or swim. Like we got to figure this out right now and being able to overhaul the development on the minor leagues makes, gives me reason for confidence, at least right now. So do you think just, I mean, it's hard to make those kind of transitions with the big league club and the big league players. Like, I, yes. does, I mean, there is a certain element of that. Like, and it's also like, I know we like, I think a lot of the young guys are good. But when you have seven rookies in the lineup, seven rookies or first-year guys in the lineup every single day, that is not easy. Like, there are not – you can – like, that is – it's not unprecedented, but you don't see it very often. And normally, it's not pretty. But in a year where you have to evaluate, that was what this year was, and we've talked about that from the beginning on One Royal Way. Like, this is a year to evaluate what you have and what you don't have. So that in 23 – in 24 and on – you can make the necessary changes to the big league roster to be successful. They're putting That's what the, it is. Well, they're putting the L in evaluate. We're going to take a break. We'll be back <sighs> right after this. You Thanks suck. for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Isaac Hugh asks if you could steal five players from any team in the league to fix the Royals, who would you take? I want to I want to hear this from you. I have like I get Otani's the free space. Shohei Otani, duh. Um, and then I'd probably go. So I'm gonna try and go. Shohei Otani kind of fits the the starting like a pitcher and a reliever. But I'll go reliever, another starting pitcher, three position players. I'll go uh, Shohei, Freddie Freeman, Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuna Jr., and my fifth one is going to be Roki Sasaki, who is in the MPB. Uh, he was a dude from the World Baseball Classic that's like 23, throws 102. Like he's basically a he's a better pitcher than Shohei Otani. Okay. Wow. I bring him over right now and just here. Yeah. Okay. I I yeah. I mean, I Shohei's the free space for me. I yeah. kind of I was like a little surprised on Freddie Freeman, I guess, but like, he's, he's so good, man. Like he is just the model of consistency. You don't think about him being it, but he's hitting like 330 right now for the Dodgers. Just yeah. He's man's the post every day. All he's he's he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I, it's so weird for me. I, I think this generation, it's so weird to capture Hall of Famers because it's just so fascinating to see. Like, obviously, like, he'll have some of the statistics and stuff, but like, voters are going to have to start sooner or later adjusting to some of these statistics that may not look the exact same as they used to for some of these older eras of baseball. It's going to be interesting. Julian K, what's more likely the NBA puts an expansion team in KC or the Royals leave KC? It's more likely that the NBA puts an expansion team in KC. I really don't think the Royals are leaving. The Royals aren't going anywhere. They're I not. would be. I, I know. I understand that, like the stadium stuff is scaring some people right now because it's starting to get contentious between the city and the organization. The Royals aren't going anywhere. Like the ownership group is committed to keeping the team in Kansas City. They feel that it is best for the organization moving forward to have its own place in downtown. Remember, like even minority owners in the team are like moving to Kansas City to be here to be around the team and to still like be a part of it patrick so, like Mahomes, this Holmes, you know eric stone street yeah like there's other dude like there are people that are in that are not local to kansas city that are moving here to be a part of this so the the team's not going anywhere can i add an interesting point to the expansion yeah. aspect what do you think is more likely nba or nhl because i think mm. like the that my hang up with the nba is College basketball is so massive here. Like, I don't know if there's the same draw to the NBA. And that's not a college basketball is better than the and the NBA sort of narrative. But just I think the passion, the fan base is so rabid for Mizzou, KUK State basketball. I don't know if they'd support it, but I think something brand new like the NHL, you could. I think, <clears throat> well, if it's pure expansion – I think it's NBA. If okay, it's because I don't think the NHL is going to expand. They got, I think they're, I think they're they at, got, th they have 32. That's right. 32. NBA is not at 32 yet. So there are room, there's room for expansion there. 
<clears throat> so there's that. Um, I still, it's tricky. It's tough. I don't, I mean, I don't think either are super likely. Um, if I'm being honest, I think the, I think the chiefs or I think Casey has a better chance of attracting an NBA team than they do an NHL team personally. I, I think, yeah, I think that's fair. And I, like all, I think it'll be interesting when the NBA expansion stuff comes up because I'm, this is no joke. I, and I'm not saying like, I, this is not sourced or anything, but like, I feel like Patrick Mahomes could have a say. A thousand percent. He's one of the most popular athletes in the world. Like, yeah, that's gonna be. Is it gonna be a draw? I genuinely think he could be a big asset in trying to get an NBA team to Kansas City. So if he wants one, he'll have the. He'll have a say. I mean, hell, when the the thing with the Coyotes came up, the Arizona Coyotes, and he got in that. Yep. Casey from KC, does the secondary markedly increase the number of interceptions this year? I, I think so. Um, and mm-hmm. here's why. Last year, Chiefs played a lot of basic static cover two. And it's a lot because they had a very young secondary, a lot of young players that they were just trying to get on the field, execute at a high level what they were good at. They didn't throw a ton on their plate because they didn't feel confident enough to be able to mix things up as much as they probably, as C. Spagnola would like to. Another year in the system, this whole group's back. I think this is a group that can get more ball production because they're being a little bit more exotic and they're all playing with a little bit more confidence in the scheme and being able to play and let those instincts kick in. So I think you'll see more ball production. I think you saw a little bit of ball production as the season went on. Jalen Watson. That's what I mean. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. 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 Jalen Watson had a, had a multiple picks in the playoffs. Brian cook. You know, made the play that helped the Joshua Williams intercession. Joshua Williams had a couple picks. McDuffie was always around the ball. It never came to him, but I he's such a good player that I can't imagine he's going to go at his second season in the league without a pick. And then Legarius Sneed, there has been ball production for his entire time in Kansas City. Like, there's reason to believe that these guys are only going to get better. And that is some of that is just another year. They have some, there's at least some sample of ball production i have no reason to believe that it won't go that they can't improve lee 87 best live sporting experience you've encountered and what made it the best man i thought about this a lot I, this was the one question i thought about pretty much all day but i'll go to this one this is a little little personal story but uh it was my freshman year of college at oklahoma state so this was 2015 playing tcu and the game was on my birthday and it was a Saturday Saturday afternoon, and uh, that was like the Trevon Boykin, uh, Josh Doxson TCU team that was just bopping everybody. And that was a young Mason Rudolph and James Washington for Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State just put it on them. Like, I, it was, I just remember seeing just deep shot after deep shot to James Washington and Marcel Aitman put up, I think it was like 45-23, something like that. We – the one play that I vividly remember was fourth and goal for TCU on like the two yard line going into the end zone, the student section side of like the horseshoe at Oklahoma state. So the paddles are going, it's nuts. Stopped them short. And that place just erupted. It was crazy. I'll never forget that. And that was also the first date that I had with my now wife. Um, she hey. stood next to me at the game. And so go. that, yeah. So it was my birthday TCU or Oklahoma state whooped up on TCU and, it was the first date with my wife now. So. A little a little monumental. Yes. A hint yes. of monumental. Uh I was one of the 
150,000 people that claims to be at the wildcard game, the AL wildcard game between the uh, yep, A's. Yep. I was actually there. Oh. Um, so me and three of my friends decided that we were going to go like day of. We couldn't find four seats together, so we had to split up. Me and a couple of my, me and one of my buddies sat up like third deck or upper deck. Sorry, um, we sat like really way down the left field line. We didn't talk for like four innings because You're the Royals were getting beat. In. Just yeah. sad and yeah, we a couple of seats cleared out because some people left because the Royals were down and they were right next to my friend. So he texts us and like, "Hey, we have seats together. Why don't you guys?" come down and that's literally right as the comeback started oh man so like we all got to be together um we all got to hang out and watch the like watch the comeback together in four seats and the, the seats that, that they had were they were upper deck still but they were you know more centralized they were a little bit up the first uh, the third baseline so we're all together getting to watch you know all the the fun parts of that night together yeah i and i mean i sobbed dude like I, I, I sobbed. Like I've been, like I've been a Royals. Like I know I make jokes about the Royals. I love the Royals so much. Like Joel can, like I love them mm-hmm. dearly. Yeah. And it's just, it's sad. Like all whatever what we're experiencing right now as Royals fans is depressing. But if you've if you've been experienced seasons like this, you know the joy and elation of 2014 you, and 2015. So like you, I you sobbed. Want know, you want to know something sad, Kent? You had a chance to go and you blew it. I oh. fell asleep. I didn't know the Royals won until I woke up the next morning. Mm. So, Yikes. little con- little context. That was my senior year of high school. I was playing football. Ooh, you there are were young. 26. You're young. I didn't I'm realize old. you were I, that young. I feel yeah. so old right now. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Kent. <laughs> but... Like I was playing high school football. I was the quarterback. We had like we literally played eleven man football with eleven people. So we were <laughs> exhausted all the time, having to play both ways and special sure. teams and all that stuff. And so I was, and I had school the next morning. So I was so damn tired. I just fell asleep. Like they, it was tenth inning. I think they went. I think the A's had gone up six five on a sack fly. And I just turned the TV off and went to bed, thinking, ah, okay, well, you know, they made it to the, they made it to playoffs. They gave it a shot. Woke up the next morning to see the salvi. He has the first thing I saw. I was like. I am the worst person ever. I cannot believe that I fell asleep before that happened. <laughs> I stayed up to like 3 a.m. that night because like, you know, you, you stay there. We stayed there in the stadium for a while. We relished it all. Yeah. Um. We finally got home and I just, I watched that. I watched like so many moments of that game on repeat. Like I watched, you know, sports center, but I was watching my phone and all that stuff. And just, dude, I, I'm not joking you. I cried like four times that night. Like I, they yeah. just kept getting me. Like it's, I don't know, man. Like it's a special kind of, it's a special kind of, uh, I don't know. It's a special kind of moment. Like I don't, we're never what, gonna get. What What made you more emotional? The Chiefs' first Super Bowl or the World Series in fifteen? <sighs> I've, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Um. If you'd asked me in 10 years ago, I would have said it'd been the Royals easily just because like I know how hard, you know, I think because of Mahomes, like Mahomes factor changes everything. I don't think that's very fair. I didn't cry during I haven't cried about the Chiefs ever. I don't think 
but it's different emotional responses and it's just it's changed everything and like i think it's different i I honestly think my relationship and the emotions i have are different for both mahomes has just changed everything it's like there's like it's not i don't know like i i don't know how to explain it but I think knowing how beat down I've been as a Royals fan my whole life, and not to say I haven't been beat down as a Chiefs fan my whole life, it's just yeah. different. Like we've seen tastes of the postseason and good football teams in Kansas City, and we had just you got put through the ringer if you were a Royals fan, and you're still getting put through the ringer. And you know what? Look, if you tell me the next 20 years I have to endure this, knowing that the Chiefs or the Royals won a pennant, two pennants in a World Series in my lifetime, back to back, I I can live because that was just that was special um lee 87 also asked if joel was offered the royals gm job what's your 10-step plan to writing the organization you don't need 10 i don't don't have to i have one i have one and it's hire a crap ton of people from the dodgers and Rays scouting pd and uh, analytics departments and bring them here all right moving on Corey beer my 10-year-old has been begging me to begging to take me to a royals game this summer which game do you recommend i take him and uh, and his little brothers too. Is it the Rays, Twins, or Mariners? Ooh, oh, I, you're I'm gonna not, say I'm the not... Mariners. You're not allowed to say the Mariners because you're. A Mariners. No, no, no. I wasn't going to. I was actually uh-huh. going to say the Rays. Okay. Because you want to see what the Royals are trying to build as a small market team that doesn't spend a ton of money and is trying to do a lot of it through analytics and player development. That's the blueprint. That's where Paul Hoover, Macquarie come from. Like it's gonna, it, it's not gonna happen overnight. But if you want to see what it can look like, it's Tampa. Like it. B Higgs, Prince Felix, money and public interest are no factor. What would you do with the Royals and Chiefs stadium situations? So um I'd move the Royals downtown. Yep. And then I would build a new arrowhead. I know some yep. people are like really wanting to hold on. I I'm not super it's sentimental. A 50 year old stadium. I'm not like, super yeah, I'm just not super sentimental with stadiums. Like I don't know, like I understand I it like the the element of like it's going to be weird not going to games at Kauffman Stadium. It's going to be weird not going to games at Arrowhead. But these stadiums are over 50 years old. Like they don't last they're not meant to last that long. And the allure it's just of yeah. change. Like it's just time for a change. And I understand it. And there's a certain element of it too like Chiefs deserve their own place. They've earned that. It's the allure of newness i think will get people over and it's the fear of the unknown like i think that will like mess with some people like and dude i don't like i i I know john sherman like you know i I don't i think there's some like what he quote what he was quoted as like i don't think he was dunking on the k as much as some people are saying i don't think the k is a bad stadium i think it's a completely fine baseball experience but a new downtown experience, you don't know what you don't know. And I think it would be really special for the city. And I think a new Arrowhead for Kansas City, I, I think they'll build one in Patrick Mahomes' time here. That's what, So generally. that was the point I was going to, I had, and I've thought about a lot, is I think there is an element of giving like the house that Mahomes built sort of thing while he's still playing. Because like it, it's probably not going to happen until like 20. 30 something like that 2020 2030 whenever the royals are out and you still got to bulldoze kaufman and build the new stadium but mahomes will still be in his mid-30s he'll still be playing um to have a new stadium that he had whether he either directly or indirectly a hand in because of the success 
I think there, there's a certain, certain element of that. Uh, Grayson Jaspers asks if we're overestimating Charles Amenihu and what he can bring to a defense. Um, I don't think, and he, and he cites the 11 and a half career sacks. I don't think the reason that you're bringing Charles Amenihu in is just because of a ton of sack production. What he can do, he can disrupt the quarterback. He's good against the run. He has the inside-outside versatility. Like He's a weapon on this defense. Is he going to be better than Frank Clark this year as a complete player? I think the answer is probably yes. So if that's the case, you're. Repl- I mean, I, I think people are getting... I, I think some people might be getting like overly excited maybe about him and maybe that's what you're asking. But like, I think when you look at the roster composition of this team, I don't think... You know, he's, I don't think he's overestimated. I think he's appropriately estimated in my eyes because, like, I think he's just another really solid body. And the Chiefs haven't needed to build a team through, you know, a ton of defensive end production. They've got Chris Jones around him. So, yeah, I think it's just continuing to stack and build good defensive ends. And, and like, I think, I think Charles Amenny, who's one of those. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like, the dude is competing for sack production with Nick Bosa. Like you're, you're not going to get a ton when that guy's getting 16, 17 and a half a year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, HT 101 Owen, he's, he's kind of doing some math on getting, you know, Patrick Mahomes to the 5,000 range, but I, I, I'm going to, we're going to do a quick, uh, he gave some numbers to get him to. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you these questions over under on all these players. I did my own. If you are intrigued oh, by that, well, let's just do it with the over. Let's do it with the over unders. Let's do this. Okay. Kelsey at eleven hundred over under. Jewel. I said over. I said twelve hundred. I think you're right. Sky Moore at five hundred and fifty yards over under. Over. I'm gonna go I under. Seven. I, I I said I, I'm gonna go over just because I think there's like because of the yak opportunities he provides and over the middle of the field and like beating Derwin James like a drum over the middle of the field on crossing routes. Like there's gonna be enough of those like that overshot like the the kind of that deep cross or whatever that like McColl and Tyreek ran. I think they can second see him run that from the slot and pull them a bunch from there. I think it's a really good line. I think I'm like a slide under. I think it's like five I think it's above five hundred but under five fifty. Kadarius Tony at five hundred yards over under. I said over and that's just because I'm and with this thought exercise, I'm assuming full health over a seventeen game season. I'm not baking in injuries. I mean, if if he plays seventeen, he's going closer to Kelsey than he is. Fighting. I said I said eight fifty on mine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'd say over on Tony. Uh, Justin Watson at six hundred yards. I'm going super under. Super under. I think I said four hundred just to be generous. Because uh, I don't know who else. I don't know how much Justin Ross or Richie James or any of them are going to get run over him. But I'm not going to think. There's no way he gets six hundred yards. Jody Fortson is at 400 yards and Jody Fortson has 155 career yards. So I'm going super under again. Fortson well. wasn't even on my Fortson wasn't even on my list. Yeah. Jet McKinnon over under 600 yards. Received. I said, un, I said under, I don't, it's not necessarily that last year was an anomaly, but I think it's going to be a much more even split between him and Pacheco. That well, I mean, he only some of that screen production. He got 500 yards last year. I think I'd go under, but I think 500 is about right. I said 350 on mine, just because I again I think it's going to be a little more of an even split. I have Pacheco at 300 as well. So Pacheco over under, you'd take under 400. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice at 300 over under. That's exactly what I had. I'd also I'll push that. I think I'd take the over. 
I think I'd take the over under sheet rice at 300. I, I was just being because it's so tough to know with your one receivers and read system. I think he's going to wind up having more yards than than Sky Moore this year. That's just, a, I mean, I, I agree with that. Then, then Sky Moore is rookie year. I mean, sorry, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Richie James, does he make the team and is he over under 400? I didn't even put him on my list because I kind of forgot about Richie James. Yeah. So I think, I think Richie James has a, has a tough sledding to make the team. Like, I think he's, he's, he's going to be tough to make the team, but I'd take under, but like if he, if he gets on the roster, he'll have some, he'll have some production too. Noah Gray over under 200 yards. I said over 250. Okay. Uh, Mark was Valdez Gantling over 500 yards. I said right. over. I got him at 700 because that's about what he had last year, and yeah. he was very up and down. So if he is able to stabilize a little bit, you yep. could easily get there. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Maddie asks this question: What American Gladiator event would you do the best and worst at? So I loved American Gladiators when I was a kid. I watched the the reruns all the time. Um, the event I would do the best at is the assault, which was the like tennis ball okay. shooting game yes yeah that one think, because think, yeah. less physicality and i i got enough short area quickness that i think i'd be okay um though anything that was like super physical like joust or the pyramid or the gauntlet i would get thrown around like a rag doll and i uh, would not go well i don't think i do go with the joust i don't have good grip strength uh i'm old and i have arthritis so there's that problem uh so i don't think i do good there i think everyone's default is assault as what they think they'd be capable yeah. at and i get that i understand that it's entirely fair <laughs> i mean i think that's the default for everybody so uh yeah. that'd be the default for me that's it for 21 questions thanks everybody for hanging out with us i'm kent swanson that's joel penfield we'll catch you later thank you for listening to kc sports network we appreciate your support don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. <laughs>